We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I study the secrets of the Divine Plagues and uncover the blasphemous truth that ours is not a loving God and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, wherever podcasts are available. Fellow Swifties and Swift Talk, I waited until midnight to record this episode just to make sure that T-Swift didn't drop any fun little surprises for us. So if I sound a little bit tired, it's because I'm doing Taylor's work for you. Um, So welcome back to Make It Cute. We talk about a lot of things here. If this is your first episode, welcome. If this is your returning episode, also welcome. I'm loving that you're here and that you're listening. And also send this episode to a friend. Send any episode to a friend. I would love for you to share this podcast and grow our community in any way possible. So share, 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 share. But without further ado, we are in the Miles version of these episodes. So I announced on my Make It Cute Reloaded episode that we will be doing Taylor Swift Spotlights about once a month. And I figured with fall starting, it is now officially fall not only in my heart, but also like time-wise on the calendar. And I wanted to do a song that, if you're looking at the episode title, you already know what song I'm doing, but I wanted to do a song that kind of really just felt like fall vibes. Like, I don't even know. Like, what we'll kind of get into like how this song makes me feel and some of the fun little things about it. And I may talk about more than this, just this song. This song is like the baseline of the episode. This is the first miles version episode so if there's something that you want to hear more of then let me know you can always dm me if there's something that you want to hear less of you can also dm me but the song that we are going to be talking about today is willow off of her evermore album this is the first song on the album so this sets the entire tone i am not gonna lie to you I didn't listen to Evermore front to back until a while after it came out. And I know that made me a bad Swifty, but I just was in a point in my life where I was very much in the Christmas mood. I wasn't really deviating from my Christmas music and all of that jazz. So whenever Evermore came out, I think it came out December 11th, 2021, very much in the height of me being in my holly jolly spirit and i just couldn't really take time to turn away from my christmas spirit if you follow me on tiktok you know that i love christmas i have an entire segment of my um videos dedicated to christmas stuff and that will be coming back again this year we're not looking that far out we're not wishing away our years but 
yes, this is a song that I really kind of have like a new love for. I've heard it before whenever I did my first listen through Evermore back in the winter, but I've reconnected with this song very recently and it almost feels like I rediscovered it. And that's why I wanted this to be the first Miles' version. So this is going to be Willow Miles's version. And by Miles' version, I mean, I'm just going to tell you about this song. I'm going to tell you some things that you maybe didn't know. I'm going to give some commentary on the song. I would love to be able to play the song for those of you who haven't heard it. But, you know, copyright, not trying to get this episode taken down, actually trying to have the work that I put in be put out to all of you. So we're not going to play any segments of the song, but I would highly recommend pausing right now and giving the song a listen just so then maybe you can start forming your own opinions about it and thinking about following along in what I'm kind of commenting on. So off the bat, this song just emulates fall. I feel like Taylor Swift really did a fabulous job of just taking the vibe of fall and like witchy woo and all of that and just putting that into a song. There's certain songs that just kind of emulate certain just vibes. Like for me, when I hear Shake It Off, I don't care how many times I've heard that, it puts an immediate smile on my face because that's the vibe it's supposed to emulate. It's supposed to be happy. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be lighthearted. And that's exactly what that song is. For Willow, that really just makes me think of like me running through an enchanted forest and like with my witchy woo powers and all of that. The best way I feel like I can describe Willow is it's like when you get a hot chai tea latte and you take that first sip and it just entangles you in that kind of cardamom, cinnamon, chai, spicy, like almost like a chai blanket. It's just something that engrosses you and wraps you in. I think that this song is very versatile. I'm actually really excited because I'm going to Iceland next week and I am definitely planning on putting this in the back of one of my videos. I just think that it fits so well with kind of the vibe I'm going for. It's very relaxed. It's very calm. It's very kind of spooky. It's very grounded, earthy. The kind of tones that really come from this song it's amazing. I think music is such an amazing thing that it can trigger more than just your auto senses. Like it can trigger your visual senses and your, you know, your sense of smell and your sense of touch and your sense of taste. The fact that I was able to compare a nice warm cup of chai to a song is just astounding. And I think that just shows Taylor Swift and her artistry and her mastery of her craft. I admittedly have not been a lifelong Swifty. I love Taylor Swift at this current point in my life. Whenever she was in her fearless era or her speak now era, I listened to the mainstream radio songs. I was a local listener, but I was not like a hardcore Swifty. The era that shifted me over was Red and 1989, which is why I'm so excited for, you know, her dropping the Wildest Dreams Taylor's version and for Red coming in about a month or two. Um, 
there's just so many exciting things with that because those are albums that really resonate with me, really resonate with my Taylor Swift journey. Um, And if you're not a Taylor Swift fan, I still think you can listen and have certain things that resonate even if it's not completely applicable to Taylor Swift herself or the Taylor Swift song that we're talking about. I think this is kind of things that you can take and translate into other experiences that you've had with music or with an artist and kind of taking a step back to not only listen to the song, but kind of listen to the song and think about how it makes you feel. Think about all the feelings that basically brings out of you. I think that's such an important portion of the listening experience. There was a lot of peas in that sentence, but nonetheless, again, just kind of at a bit as a baseline, it just feels like a warm cup of chai. And I thought about doing like a food recipe because Taylor Swift, back whenever I was in high school and back when Tumblr was super popular, she had these chai cookies that everyone was obsessed with myself included because it's like oh this is taylor swift yes she's a person but it's like she bakes and then she posts about it on tumblr what excuse me ma'am i had no idea that you could bake and that you can make something so delicious those chai cookies i made them once in high school they were divine and i thought about doing kind of like a copycat or even just like sharing that recipe on this episode but i'm not going to do that but keep chai in mind because that might come back a little bit later in the episode but whenever i do these kind of miles versions of these taylor swift songs i want to give you a little bit about the song i want to give you a little bit about my commentary how the song makes me feel the type of reaction and the visceral reactions that it just brings out of me it just pulls out of me but one really cool fact about this song is that there's like five or six versions and they're all available on this like one website where they just kind of stack them there's the original version which is the version that if you pull up spotify you will most likely hear first and then there is a dance version which i did not know i needed in my life And then there's a Lonely Witch version. Like I said, song emulates big witchy woo vibes. Like, I want to go back to Salem and just have this album playing in the background, specifically this song and specifically the Lonely Witch vibe of that song because it's just so good. And then there's like a Midnight or Moonlight version. All the versions of the song are fantastic. And it's not that the lyrics are changing. It's more so the beat and the vibe. But it is amazing how versatile this song is and the vibes that it can portray. Because honestly, the dance version, I'm, I might be a little biased, but I literally wanted to kind of just like shake my rump feather, my tail feather, shake my rump and just hang out. It was just such a fun approach to the song. Um, again, I have a very new recent connection to this song. I don't have any visceral memories that I can associate this with that I can just pull out. I think I have heard the song, you know, a couple times, but every single time without fault, when I was reestablishing this connection to the song, I would hear it whenever I was out and about at a restaurant or at Macy's or Target or Kohl's. 
and I would hear this song playing very faintly. And every single time, like clockwork, I would pull out my phone, I would open Snapchat, I'd hit the scan now button, and I'd scan close to the speaker. And I'm like, what song is this? I'm like, I know this is Taylor Swift, but what song is this? Consistently, it was Willow. Because this is the song. This is the song that I've really connected with and that I get to have this kind of like dialogue with almost. But let's just talk about the fact that not only is The Wildest Dreams coming out and The Red Vault coming out, another song that I want to talk about, I'm not going to talk about it in detail this episode, but we will visit it probably once it's out is all too well. We're finally getting the extended version. We're finally getting Taylor's version, um, which is just so exciting. I cannot be more excited to receive a song. I mean, I haven't been this excited about an album in a long time. Um, And I think that it's it's a necessary thing to kind of have something to look forward to, especially music-wise. Because I guess kind of switching gears away from Taylor temporarily... We had a lot of awesome music over the past year, at least for me, in my personal taste and my personal style, because the artists that I listen to, I listen to like a very big variety of artists, but you know, I got a new Ariana Grande album at the end of last year. I got two new Taylor albums, three new Taylor albums, if you're including Taylor's version, and then a fourth one on the way with Red, Taylor's version being released. Um, Billy's, I, Billie Eilish's album was fabulous. It was fantastic. It was artfully crafted. And also Olivia Rodrigo. I have I have <laughs> talked about Olivia Rodrigo so many times on this show because I truly, I, I, I love her. And I love her music. And I love that album. That album was only like 33 minutes, but every song on there just does exactly what it needs to do. And it's so rare that you have an album that every song does what it needs to do. I feel like there's some albums, even by my favorite artists, where I have songs that I will skip. Sour, for me, it's not completely no skip. There's certain songs that I won't say that I won't listen to, but I won't listen to as often if i uh, have the choice i will cue songs on sour more so than let the album play and i don't think there's anything wrong with that but olivia rodrigo who was she inspired by who is kind of like her mentor t swift it all comes back full circle one of the most successful artists of this year who debuted at number one is t swift's protege and even had an interpolation song of t-swift's new year's day on her song one step forward three steps back um i think that just goes to show taylor's power and just her reach and can we also just like talk about taylor in a second like can we talk about the fact that she's on tiktok now as a podcast network our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you but we also sell merch And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I feel like if I was to have this episode come out before Taylor entered TikTok, more specifically Swift Talk, um, we would be having a much different conversation because, one, I don't think we would have gotten Wildest Dreams Taylor's version as soon as we did. I think that now that she's on TikTok, she can manage what songs are going viral because it's it's apparent that she's re-recorded quite a few of these songs, if not all of them already. And she's, you know, streaming out the release and like kind of like in a in a tiny little drizzle it's like here's a song here's a song for you here's a song for you um but i think 
Taylor Swift being on TikTok is a game changer. It's going to allow her to connect with the audience of hers like so much easier. And for us as Swifties and part of Swift Talk to connect with her as well. Like it's a vice versa. It's like we get to connect with her, but then she also gets to connect with us. And I think that's just such a wonderful thing. And T-Swift, I'm so happy that you have joined TikTok. I think I've liked all nine of your videos. There might be more, but every single video that she puts out, I'm just obsessed with. It's amazing that there's this little corner of TikTok where we were able to form a community regarding, you know, our love for an artist. And I feel like there's not many other artists that kind of have that command and that presence on a social media app. Um, yes, there are trends that go through where maybe a s- artist song will be trending and popular, but the fact that Swift Talk has over a billion views at this point is insane because one, that just shows how many people are using it, but not only just using the hashtag, but consuming the hashtag as well. I think that Swift Talk, again, it's a community. It's a little family. I'm not even deep, deep in Swift Talk, but I keep seeing the theories about 1989, uh, Taylor's version, and about Red, Taylor's version, and about analyzing what Taylor Swift is doing on her TikTok. And it's just like, it's like a big puzzle. And I love it because, you know, some of the things are actually puzzles. Like there was that website where people had to guess the names of the 1989 or the Red taylor versions uh song track track list i guess is the word i'm looking for um which that was an actual puzzle but even just taylor swift doing the wild streams challenge and like the glitch in it i love watching the theories of what it all means i'm not a big conspiracy person or a big theorist person at all but i will sit my ass down in front of my phone and watch some theories for T-Swift, Swift Talk, what it all means, how people think this is going to fit in. I actually saw this really interesting theory. I wish I knew the um, girl's account name. Maybe I'll go and find the video after this. And I saw that she followed me, which was so fun. Like, you know, I love seeing, um, well, one, I love the feature on TikTok that you can see who follows you and like if they pop up on your For You page and it's like, oh, follows you. And it's like, oh, wait, that's so sweet. Um, this girl, she had a really great theory about the fact that the glitch was untangled up and that her theory was there was supposed to be basically a middle child album in between Red and 1989 because in t- um. In an interview, Taylor Swift said that 1989 was supposed to be a complete era change. Like, it was just supposed to be completely different from whatever she was just previously doing. And that there was already songs, like, ready for this new era. And we're curious if those songs were released or if those are sitting in the vault and they're going to be on Taylor's version or if there was supposed to be a whole middle album that ended up getting scrapped. 1989's commercial success was insane. And I will be talking about some songs from 1989 soon. And I know that this was initially started out as a Willow episode and it's kind of transposed to whatever else. But like I said, this is the first miles version 
episode that we're doing. So the format, unexpected, being built as we go. And I like that. I like the flexibility, honestly. Um, But 1989, that album has such a special place in my heart because I was in high school. That was really, like like I said, Red and 1989, that was really my enter to the fandom, to the, to the community. But 1989 really solidified. I think Red planted the seed. I was like very into it. I started like getting it invested. I started going back and listening to her older discography. But the 1989 was like the final hammer in the coffin. Like it was the album that absolutely, it just reminds me of such a good time. Every single song in there, even the songs that didn't like debut as singles. I love every song on there. And it's so rare that that happens for me. And then I've been just invested four hours or four albums later because you had Reputation Lover and then you had um, the two that were released in 2020. It is amazing how invested I've become in this woman's life, in this woman's discography, and this woman's career just based upon, you know, a couple albums. It, it it's honestly kind of insane to me. Um, but nonetheless, I'm going to take a slight break from talking about Taylor Swift because this is still... So if you are new here, this podcast, every week we talk about something. Um, we have a lot of new series being introduced. We're really working through um, some of the ideas. And I think the Am I the Asshole series is going to be a really fun series to continue filming. Um, I got some really positive feedback directly from people, and I'm really happy with that. So that's definitely a series that's going to stick. This Miles version is something I'm hoping that'll stick. I'm excited to hear your feedback. But if you are new to this show, this show will still be the same format and that's I'm going to give you a cocktail recipe based upon any topic I talk about um and I kind of want to move into that so remember how I said keep chai in mind here is where it comes to fruition so we're going to make almost like a hot toddy a hot toddy is kind of like tea and whiskey and all this good stuff and I think that this would work really well. And here's the thing. You're going to have to bear with me. I know some people aren't going to like what I have to say for this episode. But I'm encouraging you to trust me. Just trust me on this. So what we're going to do is we're going to basically do not a bomb shot, but we're going to do a shot. And then we're going to have a cup of chai with it as a chaser. So make your favorite chai tea, make it however you like. You can put almond milk in it, oat milk, soy milk, cow's milk, if that is your vibe. I I don't vibe with cow's milk, but you know, you can put whatever type of milk you want in it. If or no milk, you can go milkless. Um, but just have that glass of chai waiting on the side. And the shot that we're gonna make, it tastes so good. It's like Christmas in a cup, and it's gonna reinforce that cinnamon note of chai and kind of like the creaminess if you decide to do like milk in it and it's only two ingredients so in a shot glass you're going to take half ounce of fireball 
I know this is where I, I said some of you might be lost. You could use Jim Bean Fire. You can use um, Jack Daniels cinnamon whiskey. Just a of cinnamon whiskey. And I promise you, all of the drunken college nights that you had with this alcohol will be forgotten because this drink is just it it's so good it just surpasses any type of crappy memory you can have of it and then what i want you to do is take a half ounce of rum chata and pour it right on top you can sprinkle a little extra cinnamon on top but you're going to take the shot and then you're going to chase with the chai tea it is so good it is so good it's boozy it's a nice little shot I much prefer to drink a shot than to sip on a long drink. Um, I drink for results, especially at this point in my life. I'm starting to get old. I am going to be 25 in about six months, five months, five months. I can't even keep track anymore, Um, but I'm going to be 25 soon. And I definitely feel like I'm getting old. So I drink for results. And I think that is a great decision for me financially and health-wise because I'm not dealing with the extra the extra calories and all that. The, I don't want to use the word calories because that's a whole nother conversation. But nonetheless, I chose a chai as a chaser because, like I said, the song Willow makes me just feel like I just took like a, the biggest, warmest sip of the best chai I've ever had. Um, and that's why I wanted chai and then the cinnamon and the fireball, it's supposed to reinforce the notes of the chai and also just kind of add a warming feeling. I have a really fun cocktail with fireball. Maybe I'll share it on my TikTok, um, because I think it is controversial and I think people will kind of need to try it to believe it, but it is delicious. Um, nonetheless, yes, that is a thing that exists. Um, But yeah, that's kind of the rationale behind this cocktail and where the inspiration was derived from. But with that in mind, I think I've probably fanboyed enough for one episode. So I'm going to bring this episode to a close. But I do want to say thank you for listening and for hanging out with me and staying with me. And please, 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 if you have any feedback for me, DM me at Pod on Instagram or DM my personal Instagram at Mileski, M-I-L-E-S-K-E-E. Comment on one of my posts on Insta or on TikTok. DM me. Just feel free to reach out. And I would love if you share this episode with a friend or share your favorite Make It Cute episode with a friend. I would love to build our community and grow it. So the easiest way to do that is if you already like the show, Shared with others. And with that, I say have a wonderful night, day, weekend, week. Whenever you're listening to this, have a wonderful time. And I will see you next week on next week's episode. Bye. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more.